Welcome to the Weeb Initiative, I'm your host, The Weeb. This is the show where every other week I'll be talking about anime, manga and everything in between. This week I'll be taking the monumentous task of reviewing Darling the Franks. Following my Studio Trigger, let's say, miniseries, I've chosen to talk about this one next. This is kind of a time skip between some other, some other anime that I will eventually review. But I, I felt like it, and also because this one is really important. After talking about Kill la Kill, I think this one is the most important anime they ever done, to, to this day at the very least. And to me, it's, uh, it's an anime that I can review, and also bashing for the last part. I'll get to that, but first... As always, spoiler alert, but this time, huge spoilers, huge spoilers. If you did not watch the whole 24 episodes, please do watch this before listening to this episode. It is imperative that you watch it, otherwise I will spoil so many so many things, so much stuff. Uh, you've been warned, I, I will not warn it again. Please, uh, know what you're doing, <laughs> don't come... Don't come to me after saying that you were spoiled. I, I'm already taking the time to say I will spoil a lot of things. I have to explain a lot of things and I have to get through so many points. This may come to be one of the longest reviews I've ever done. But anyways, that's that's another f- thing for another time. So let's get started. So first, the stats really just... Really just pretty easy. The anime came out January 2018 and ended by July 2018. The two things about the music, the music was published by Animplex, that is one of the standard labels the most studios use. And for talking about uh, production value and everything else, the anime is produced by Studio Trigger in conjunction with A1 Studio, A1 Pictures, also known as the studio behind Sword Art Online anime, which is pretty nice. And the animation is made by Studio Trigger in conjunction with Cloverworks. I don't have a good benchmark for Cloverworks, but uh, from what I can say from this anime, it's pretty well done. <laughs> Either way. So that's about the stats. Just two things also. Uh, shout out to the opening, Kiss of Death. It's some people may say it's a bad opening. I can see that, but to me the drop is so good. Outside of that, uh, shout out to the fifth ending. It is Escape. Really good, really good ending. Just saying. Uh, so let's get to the to the story. Why why did I watch? Darling the Franks. Why would anyone watch Darling the Franks? At this point in time, if you didn't watch <laughs> Darling the Franks, you're missing out, really. Um, after rewatching it, I I really came to the conclusion that first things first, 
if you had any doubts that people working at Trigger made Guren Lagan, you will see it straight up. I can say that. Also, the one thing that really came out to me uh, is that the enemy is pretty good until it isn't. Uh, what I mean by that is that I really wish they took the story another way because at the very like four five last episodes it takes a turn to the worse in my opinion it's debatable all right i can say that it is debatable but at the same time i feel like they could have done something different uh, i'll get to that but that's just the uh, opening spiel so what is it about so that's a there's a lot of um world building that has to be done as any um anime originally made by trigger they do this whole thing with world building that they really try to drive home the idea that uh we live we can expand so much in the building worlds around the humans and this is one of the examples of a really good world building around our, let's say, human reality. Uh, so, I'll eat already some spoilers from the ending, because this anime starts... Uh, I'll have to start from the story, otherwise this will come really, really uh, just out of nowhere. So, the thing about Darning the Franks is that we are introduced to a bunch of, uh, let's say, teenagers, near teenagers, that live in this world where they have to Pacific Rim-style drive mechas to fight some random 3D animated monsters slash machines that sprout out of the ground, and for the most part, this uh, this group of teens just leave for that, and then we get to the to the part where we learn how the how the notion of living in this world um, comes to mind. What happens is that oh boy, I have to I have to give some really good explanations in that. So first off. There are two, let's say, two groups in the whole world. Adults and children. Children drive the Franks. The Franks are the mechas. And the adults just take care of the children and order the children around. For the most part, the children just follow the orders. They live and die for the orders of the adults. And this is the first, like really good, uh, huge message that comes in at the start. First things first, your life is defined by your purpose. Your purpose is drive the Franks. So if you can't drive a Frank, a Franks, let's say, you have no purpose in life. So you are a, a deject, you are um, someone useless to, let's say, society in this world. And second thing is that as uh, someone who lives and dies for driving Franks, 
dying in battle is part of your life, of your things that are expected of you, and something that may come as a means to the greater good. So you see, at some points, a self-sacrifice order by the adults for the children. So uh, there, yeah, and this is pretty messed up when it happens because you you can see that they all know that they are going to die, and when it happens, it really shocks you. It's that uh, at some points. They to defeat a bigger monster. The monsters in this case are called Klaxosaurs. I, I can't even pronounce that in English. Klaxo mixed with dinosaurs. So it's the screaming reptiles from what I got from the wiki. Uh, these are all 3D animated for the most part. It's a really good 3D animation, so I will give it a pass. I would not comment on it. The... They are, do not make coherent sounds for the most part. And just your regular kaiju slash normal monsters you see in anime anyways. They have a whole styling around uh, geometric for forms and shapes. It's really a, a great design in my opinion. They really uh, have this own identity. And this is the thing with anime by studio trigger they really have personality around them and the thing is uh so purpose in life for the children for the most part is driving franks and fighting the klaxosaurus and that's pretty much the the start right so at the at first we get introduced to the, our main character hero and also, I already have to say, uh, children in this world have no name. They are des uh, designed slash nominated by their codes. So the lower the code, the better you are, at, uh, the more apt you are at uh, driving Franks and doing your general stuff. So we first meet Hiro. Hiro is code 16. That's the... And they say the the first 99 codes are like the best ones, so he's like really up there. We get introduced to him, and he's being rejected because he failed to connect to the Frank. And now I have to also say, to connect to the Frank, there is this thing where they need to connect uh, a male and a female. So the female kind of um, has her consciousness entered the the robot, the Franks, and the male has to maneuver it for the most part. It's never really explained, they really try to gloss it over just to not create potholes, although they never really explain so it's just uh, random science fiction things. Anyways, the thing is, right, um, so every Franks is piloted by a pair, uh, male and female, and this comes with the second thing the world building carries. They are um, they are teached the so kids in this world don't know any interhuman relation intersex relations in the way that they don't know love, they don't know how babies are made. 
they don't know about procreation, pregnancy, uh, love, hate, jealousy, um, I don't know, a whole lot of things. And, and this, these are all uh, themes that go on with the story, right? And for the most part, most of the teams of the of teams, so uh, most of the squads of the teams are really uniform and really don't have, let's say, uh, personality. They are really uniform. They really just follow orders like tools, except the main cast. <laughs> I already say, let's already say, except the main cast. The main cast is special by design. But let's just focus first on the world building. The world building so is about this, and basically they are told that uh, to free humanity of the threat of the Cloxosaurus, they have to fight in the Franks, so they have to sacrifice themselves for the cause. And the the one who orders them around is this Papa, which is a and it's really strange, right? The, um, and teaches a, uh, presents a lot about uh, educate how education can affect someone. So if you're create, they have this thing where the kids are created in an environment where they learn so much about the things, so, in um, about how rewards work, how their life would work, how what they need to expect from their lives what it is expected from them it is so much ingraining them that they don't actually question it and for the most part it comes around to the fact that some of them or most of them go through indoctrination to not question the adults it is really messed up this is a deep story aren't they really try to do it as such and the thing is it's a dystopian dystopian situation so humanity does not belong in the surface of the planet anymore they live in these uh fortress moving fortresses oh boy this is so much like like in some ways uh they live in these moving fortresses that are the plantations and for the most part humans uh adults don't actually um, mix up with children most of the adults don't even leave the let's say so the uh, plantations are huge dome with uh, a dome a little dome on top that is where the children are kept and the bigger side is the facilities and the inner city let's say the inner city is where most of the adults reside and most adults don't even talk to children anymore and that's pretty much it that's pretty much it so they live and die for this cause let's say this cause that they are told about and don't actually question whether or not that's right or wrong the thing is right we get to the point where we meet hero He's being, he's being rejected by not being able to connect with his partner, Naomi. And this is where Hiro's special start begins, right? So when they were really little, he began to name people. 
and for the most part the caretakers let's say really um, just let let it go for the most part and later uh, I'll talk about that but he begins to name people so a whole lot of children that grew up with him have names because of him so he kind of becomes this not idolized but um, the one that brings this uh, something special to the group so everyone sees him as someone to be admired although it never becomes really an idol it's more of a I really want to help that guy I really want to be with that guy and it begins with this charisma right so he being rejected by not uh, not piloting a Franks is really uh, a bummer and you can see and and this is where I stop a bit just to say the presentation uh, the presentation and cap and chap characters designs are probably made by one it feels a1-esque if you may if I may say it's really something uh, that you notice after seeing a lot watching a, a lot of anime made by certain studios the characters don't actually seem made by trigger I, I don't know how to explain that but the the art style the line art the the whole thing does does not feel really trigger for the most part the animation feels a lot of like trigger but the, the character designs are a bit more a1 in that sense and well for and that's the that's the first part so and then we get introduced to the to the main waifu the main girl the one who carries the story uh zero two zero two is the moving piece of the whole anime she's the one on the cover the one who who really everything centered around her for the most part she she's the she's the face of darling the franks she's the one who says darling she's just the, this angel she's the one who brings the hope and and all for the whole initiative and all and uh, well, well, well i'm getting off track again uh so we get introduced we we get introduced and it is really a strange situation and the first thing you notice is that she has horns and she, around that it comes with a lot of humors so the first thing that you see is that uh, she has this humor around her that if you ride her with her at the ver um, three times you die and then you get introduced also to the um, to the friends of Hiro, the the ones who are his squad, his squad. So all the all these people have names, so it's really easier to, to say. So the the pairs goes like Goro and Ichigo, who are the second most important characters. They are the let's say. Childhood friends of heroes. There is Miko and Zorome, Futoshi and Ikuno, and Kokoro and Mitsuru. And I, just saying their names in their order already gives some kind of spoiler, but I'll get to that. And just uh, really, uh, just a tidbit, right? 
the a whole lot of uh, terminology they use is related to things that they don't actually know. So we have this kind of um, semantic shift in some words, and so it comes out as this word building where kissing is for is when two plantations connect with each other to trade uh, slash transfer resources and f like um, the ones who pilot the Franks are called the pistol for the girl and the stemming for the guy for those who don't know those are the rep <laughs> reproductive organs of plants and for the most part they just learn these things where <laughs> these words mean that for them and this is really good word building this really uh, brings an atmosphere of this uh, dystopian future where things that we see as normal stuff and, and all are for some reason lost or altered in a really radical way. So, and also for the most part, most of the Frank, the very least, the ones that we are presented, uh, all the Franks are named after uh, flowers or plants. Just a quick tidbit, right? So back to the story. So we, so Hero is rejected. He. In the first episode, he's, he met, he meets Zero Two. He learns about their humors and all. And the the first episode ends up with Claxosaurus uh, attacking the plantation he's in when his friends are getting this, uh, let's say, ceremony for their, let's say, graduation and becoming what they call parasites, the pilots of Franks. And against all odds, he's the one who saves the day by getting in um, Zero Two's Franks and killing off the Claxosaurus that attacks. That's the first episode. So, uh, just to get the things rolling, I will really pass through the, the episodes because I can... I can comfortably say that Darling in the Franks is divided in different arcs, some better than others, some longer than others, some better presented than others, but that's that's a whole story. So for the f in the first to the sixth episode we have the what I call Zero Two's first trial. That is when she uh, is transferred to Plantation 13. That's the plantation where Hiro and his friends are. And she eventually becomes the Hiro's partner because apparently he can only drive a Franks with her and no other pistol or any other girl. And also at that point already. Uh, he has his first, let's say, 
uh, out of the books interaction with her, he, they actually kiss, kissing our way of thinking what a kiss is. But to him, there's not a romantic implication because they do not understand uh, romantic feelings. And we can already see from that that uh, so many things sprout on the group. So, for example, Ichigo, who's one of um, Hiro's friend, Hiro's childhood friends, uh, she doesn't know, but she gets jealous by knowing that uh, Goro, who's Ichigo's partner, gets jealous because he sees that Ichigo uh, favors Hiro rather than him, and he has a crush on her. And you see this, uh, let's say, puberty kind of um, overarching story where they have to learn this new dimension of themselves and these new emotions and this whole thing that we all eventually uh, pass through that is puberty and these wrecked emotions and all. It is a really developed story for the for the first um, for the f most part. The anime is pretty good in that they really did a, a, a good work in my book for the, this first part. So one through six is this zero to first trial. So eventually she, uh, the guys eventually come around to liking her, and uh, Hiro eventually proves that. The humor about her being um, cursed with the three times and you die thing is, is a lie and all. And so episode 7 is... the <laughs> and, and I glossed through episode 1 through 6 really quickly because it's most of the world building I already said. Most of what happens really most of what it's presented um, so we'll see this part where Hiro really wants to be together with Zero Two because he feels like he, he needs her to be worth something in the world and his life is worth something but at the same time the episode 7 is the most important beach episode ever made and I can't say that because for the first part of the episode, for the first 11 minutes, uh, it's normal beach episode, whatever. They And you see also uh, it is presented inside this this whole world building thing that they they don't actually know what an ocean, what the ocean is, what a beach is. They don't have bikinis, they have this something similar to the let's say school swimsuits and that's mostly because of their their bringing up right their their environment they uh, they grew in and all but also for the most part humanity does not live outdoors anymore uh, mainly the children don't don't actually leave this one dome they live in the this, where there is this house and this little, let's say a little forest with some lakes and all, but they don't actually 
know what what other environments there are in the world. So why do I say episode seven is the most important episode in the history of anime? So the second when we reach the 11 minute mark at that episode when they find an abandoned uh, human city boy that's when we get the <laughs> realization of the f of a thing I, I did not even think they could do in a uh, TV anime Kokoro, which is one at this point, it's one of the most side of the side characters. She at this point is uh, mostly she she's the partner of Futoshi at this point. Futoshi has this really uh, I would say he really loves her, but eventually that becomes more platonic in the way that she doesn't actually like love him. She likes him as. Um, Let's say it's more of a friend zone rather than romantic. And then comes Mitsuru in the back just grabbing her and... I'll say that figuratively. Uh, it doesn't actually happen that way, but... The thing is... Uh, <laughs> you kind of feel sorry for the guy because from nowhere Mitsuru comes and shows this uh, passionate way of his... Although he really is more of an emotionless guy for the most part at that point, he grows up to like Kokoro a lot more, and she grows up to like him, um, conversely. So, and oh boy, I don't think even this this last sentence made any sense. But the thing is, Kokoro had Futoshi at this point, and then she eventually grows up to like Mitsuru and Mitsuru conversely likes her so eventually they like change uh, partners for the Franks and so at that point um, Futoshi goes to Ikono's Franks and Mitsuru goes to Kokoro's Franks so anyways that, that's uh, I'll get to that but what really happens at episode 7 they go into this abandoned human city and they learn two things from what they can see. One is they come to this, uh, what I would assume is a convenience store and seeing the magazines there, they learn, they kind of learn, they infer what kissing really means. And that really triggers something Ichiko and Zero Two to be like this uh, rivalry in love with fighting for Hiro, but it becomes more of a hostility later. And but the real real thing that happens is that Kokoro finds this one book in uh, what I would assume is a doctor's office about having a baby <laughs> and boy oh boy you can you can see when she finds that book and keeps it that's when you <laughs> oh oh my man the you can the foreshadowing is so hard at that point 
and this is the, the genius about this anime, right? They don't actually need to show the she like reading and get shocked by what she learns. The just the foreshadowing of, and eventually the the steps to the to the fact are so much better. They are so better presented. So, anyways, after that we have episode eight is mostly filler for the most part we do not really get much in the way of story because it's uh boys versus girls episode so it's the let's say high of the perversity and they kind of get in the nerves of each other in the house and they have this uh divide the house into the girls part and the boys part and, and, and everything about that it's not really much to advance the plot but they eventually get to this part where they find the rooms from the squad that used to live there and they come to th this realization that yeah we can't fight uh, between ourselves because this may be our last day together, because we might die there, and well, shit. So that's episode 8. Episode 9, and this is where we get a whole lot of... Um, they try to justify the side characters, I would say. They try to... Grandes, uh, I would say they try to bring out their personalities more to make them really feel like main characters although some are better than others i'll get to that so episode 9 is basically uh this the backstory for goro and his struggle being uh someone who really likes ichiko but she has only eyes for hiro and he's like this feeling of being the third wheel all his life and he really is struggling with that and also his struggles uh, being himself I would say he trying to live off the shadow of Hiro and all for the most part good episode nothing really bad to say episode 10 is something that really advances more the plot to my knowledge, it's the, the episode about Zorome. Zorome has this complex where he he really wants to be an adult. He really wants to be important. He has this thing where he treasures every little thing the adults praise him for. So any... And you feel it as someone who lives in a, let's say, normal society. You you feel that the connections between the adults and the kids are really shallow. But the kids swallow a lot of shallow things because they don't know better. And you see that Zorome takes those to heart. And really shows the struggle that... He really wants to believe that the kids eventually get to be adults, get to be important. And in this episode, basically, they get celebrated for, uh, let's say, 
battle prowess at that point and they get to enter the inner city because they normally can't they normally are not permitted and he gets lost and eventually talks to a hum um, an adult and women inside the inner city and he finds out that the life of those adults in the inner city are really really sad in a way that uh, for the most part although people are are married for um, for the, the example of the women he talks to they are married but she doesn't even remember the voice of her husband and for the most part too they don't actually for um, the examples is they don't eat uh, they just take the nutrition pills because for the most part it's not useful to eat if you can get your nutrition and you get this thing where they really uh, live this extremely extremely pragmatic life that they are not really living though that you are just existing at that point right so if you can just um, just do nothing and just keep on keep on chugging you don't actually leave you you just you are just there so it's not really a good human life and also he discovers that uh, to get pleasure uh, little pleasures like um, being happy about anything they actually get the into these machines to get doses directly to their brain so basically it's the this hormone uh, injection of um, I would I would guess it's kind of dopamine and it's really sad it's really really sad and, and that's that's really man that's really really bad it's really really bad and so that's episode 10 a really advanced plot and then we get and then I have to to get to the just a side note right so from episode 9 through episode 11 you see that something is wrong with Zero Two. I'll get to that just want to get this out there you see that something in Zero Two she was so nice at that uh, at that point she was uh, with the group she was vibing and all at some point she just gets nervous about something and, and she does not talk about it does not talk about it even with Hiro so what happens in episode 11 the it's the Mitsuru episode so it's this whole struggle he has with um, that when he was really a kid he had this promise with Hiro and when he fulfilled his part of the promise Hiro forgot his promise and that's really traumatic because uh, Zoro uh, Mitsuru had this let's say this procedure made to him that some kids had to do that was taking the let's say the injection that was something that 
to the like of 15% chance of survival and he he survived so he really had a, a burden to carry but then Hiro forgets the um, the promise and this really uh, marks Mitsuru but at the same time in this episode you see that although Mitsuru is kind of marked with this uh, regret, this resentment, uh, Kokoro really grows to like him and comfort him for the most part. And, and then we get to the to the ending of the first the first season, right? So episode episode twelve is the start of the flashback arc, let's say. The flashback arc is about the pre-story, let's say the background story of Zero Two and Hiro. And I'll say this again, heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers ahead. This is one of the best parts of the anime. Again, go watch it if you didn't. What happens, episode 12, episode 13, Episode 14 and 15. Man, oh man, these are awesome. So, episode, <laughs> episode 12. Zero Two is really nervous with something and she does not talk about it. And for some reason, she's really, really pissed off. And then they go to the, to the place they grew up in, the garden. And she has to go through a whole lot of uh, physiologic tests while the other kids, the other guys are just... Uh, they make some tests, but it's really just... The main reason they are there is just for Zero Two. And the thing is, right, uh, we get to the part where Zero Two is really, really... Uh, getting nervous and she's developing what we would eventually um, discover. She has the blood of a Klaxosaur. So she's kind of a monster. She's uh, They say she's a monster. She is a hybrid between a human and a Klaxo. And all this thing where well you're a monster and all and you can't be with us humans and the, whatever I, I talk like that but it, it's really serious and and this is the start of the the flashbacks because Hiro and Zero Two have this connection after they after Hiro has one traumatic experience nearly dying because apparently riding with Zero Two for so much time uh, mutated his body in a way that he could not um, he could not fight uh, or in a way that he could not perceive in a way before it was really really bad basically cancer um, he gains this connection with Zero Two so they kind of show this but never explain that 
when you are driving, when you are piloting a Frank, the the stamen has this connection with the pistol in a psychological way, in a enter her brain, let's say, much like Pacific Rim, sort of different, and. Hero and Zero Two has have this connection, but way way stronger and way way deeper. So at, at some point they they can just uh, really feel each other. Although she gives her conscience to the Mecca and he's driving that. But anyways, so the thing is right. Uh, comes to the point where Zero Two is, is nearly. Uh, going crazy because of this thing that she cannot talk about. And when... Oh boy. When the, f- the flashback starts and the thing's going to get good, the episode ends. But that's the start. She's basically going crazy. And at that point she at- even attacks Ichigo. It's really messed up. But... At the end of the episode, it comes the review. <laughs> Apparently, Hero and Zero Two already knew each other. Bum, bum, bum. And so comes episode 12. And episode 12 is a masterpiece. It's so cute. It's... So, oh boy, it's so cute. I, I, I cried. I cried a lot. It's about their time in the garden so it tells the story of how Zero Two uh, grew up basically how they pass her through some some inhumane things some inhumane tests just to test the capabilities of a, a clone of the of a Klaxosaur and everything it's it's messed up, man. It's messed up. And then it tells the story where Hiro re- tries to save her as a kid. And her as a kid, he, him as a kid, she cannot uh, talk. She does not nearly understand any Japanese at that point. I, I, I watched it in Japanese, okay? And, and it's this really, really cute... Uh, story but at the end they they get the understanding of what happened they had their memories altered slash removed at the uh, at the the end of the episode it shows that uh, given given the importance of zero to even at that stage of her being a uh, child, she was, um, let's say, a specimen for a test. Really important for the doctor. The Dr. Franks is this, uh, this guy that really created the Franks and all the, nearly all the technology they use. But it shows at that point that he's not just the guy who invented the Franks. He was an uh, unscrupulous guy who really did this inhumane things to... Uh, not just zero two at that point, but a lot of people. Uh, so to him, like uh, 
the ends justify the means. Well, uh, so getting on with it, and then we get this part where they they uh, they get this connection with each other, and they find out through each other's mind that they already knew each other and that they had this uh, memory alteration by the adults. And so this is the part where Hiro really gets against the adults. Not really, really, they, he doesn't actively say that, but uh, he already sees through their lies for the most part. But then we come to... So episode 13 is the masterpiece, is this whole creme de la creme flashback. So cute, so emotional, so good. Oh boy. And then we get to episode 14. Straight up pain, straight up suffering. Uh, I just... Oh boy, it's so hard to watch. <laughs> and And... Here in my notebook, I, I just wrote pain, so I would leave it at that, pain. And then episode 15, they have this uh, kind of huge operation where they are trying to enter this, let's say, this huge Klaxosaur, uh, I would say encampment, but it's a, it's a base. And... In the middle of that, Hiro does not have Zero Two anymore, she went away and everyone else is fighting, but we all know at that point that Zero Two is the one who carries the team because her Franks is so much more, uh, not only versatile, but she's way, way more skilled at that point at killing Klaxosaurus and she went away because uh, the higher-ups eventually got tired of her not fighting and just staying with um, a lower priority squad and all. But for the most part, she went away. And then episode 15 is like this really painful part. And then Hiro eventually just gets up his feet and goes, I'll get to her. I'll get back to my darling. And, and it's... It is endearing to me. It's it's really nice. And when they get up, they get together. Oh boy, it's so nice. The the the, the Franks transforms in this whole new form, and, and the the happy music go, goes playing behind, and we in the background, and and we get this really just nice scene just from them saying darling it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome it's awesome it's it's uh punishment then then the reward yeah yeah that's that's it that's it and that's episode 15 that's episode 15 the pain then the the price and then we get to episode 16 where we see the aftermath of the huge operation to enter the, the what they call the Grand Crevice, the Klaxo base. 
a lot of people died. A lot of plantations uh, were used as explosive to crack the defenses. And it's whole, a whole best of thing and all. And then we see this r really good three, ep three, four episode arc <clears throat> of leave the the group, the heroes group, living independently from most of the adults. The most of the interaction they have is the containers of food and supplies they leave each week. So they get like I think one month uh, from the operation to till something happens. I'll get to that where they have to live basically alone. So they have to learn how to cook because they were not uh, nobody taught them that. They have to learn how to do stuff what we would say it's kind of normal they have to let's say spread their wings at this point and learn how to do it and then we see a whole lot of laundry washing let's say a whole lot of uh, they try to keep up their their looks of we are okay living like that and all but we see it by the end of the episode this whole breakdown of the whole group they all have their fears their uh, worries about the future about what's going to happen to them uh, why the adults don't talk to them anymore and everything else. and boy oh boy it, it's so good and it's so bad at the same time man some some of the teams they they get into here are so so heavy it's really really heavy I'll not, not get to that but just saying episode 17 is the one the most most important episode of this let's say nearly ending the anime at the very least for me because <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. What they do, they... At this point, Kokoro and Mitsuru are really liking each other, right? And at this point, Kokoro... They have this interaction with, um, uh, let's say, an elite squad that was the original squad of Zero Two, the Nines. They have this interaction where the knights uh, just straight up uh, destroy their vision about uh, this human interaction they are having this what about the future what about us what about um, our desires what if there is something else in life other than fighting Klaxosaurus and piloting Franks do we have really to live and die by the cause don't we uh, can't we have another alternative and they just destroy that and Kokoro really gets really down the dumper because she has been reading that book about uh, having a baby she really is thinking about that whole thing about living a mark uh, having a future 
and then <laughs> we get this part oh boy it's it, it is really good in a plot standpoint eventually she tells Mitsuru about it and Mitsuru grows up and gets like let's do it let's do it I'll take responsibility let's do it and they do it obviously nothing is shown other than the, the aftermath they they both uh, laying down in bed but boy oh boy it's it's a happy moment you get this hopeful thing about yeah let's let's just oh boy let's just do it and then episode 18 we have oh boy episode 18 is a whole lot of things episode 18 is just to give the someone uh hero and zero two they are already lovey-dovey and really like each other after they remember that they knew each other they remember that they have story with each other they know that all the things all the bad things that happened to them towards one another were caused by the adults uh, they are really lovey-dovey and really romantic with each other kind of gets somewhat corny some may say it's corny I, I say it's cute whatever they come up with this idea of doing a wedding for Mitsuru and Kokoro and then we see this kind of thing where they try to justify the side characters because at this point there are two characters in the main cast that really are side characters that is Ikuno and Futoshi Futoshi got cooked by Mitsuru and Ikuno is just this girl with counted lines at that point and then they try to spin her in a way that it's kind of tipped off in some character chapter uh, behind but for the most part she's a lesbian she loves Ichiko but she understands that she cannot be with Ichiko because Ichigo has eyes for Hiro and uh, this relationship between Pistil to Pistil would never work in a realistic setting for them so it's really this bottled up kind of emotion for her and they try to shine this out in this episode outside from the from the wedding let's just say the ending of this episode really triggers me i really hate the ending of this episode because it's i just hate it i just hate it i will not talk about it but i just hate it that that's it so and then we come to episode 19 episode 19 is it begins as um a Lord Dump episode, basically. It is the story of Professor Fra uh, Professor Franks and his story around uh, the world. How how did we get to this? And again, spoiler alert. So there was this uh, group of scientists, nationless, that was called Ape. They say Ape 
as in monkey because their masks rem um, resembles resemble uh, monks' faces, and they are this group of scientists with huge influence in economic spheres and social spheres, and it tells the story about how he met uh, another doctor, a female doctor, that eventually becomes his love interest, and how they developed uh, this magma energy that's the... the the magical energy source that apparently um, solves every energy crisis we ever had and helped um, humanity grow and advance in a way. And with that, they discover a whole lot of new things, treatment for a whole lot of diseases and even immortality that explains why the adults in the inner cities of plantations seem so old and seem so lifeless let's say also because apparently by being immortal you give up your reproductive functions and so it tells the story of how Ape became this influential thing and how Papa and the group uh, of scientists became the de facto government of the world because they preside over the plantations and all the humans now live in plantations and not the cities anymore. So basically they rule the world, the human world. And then this episode 19. <laughs> Now we get to the bad part. <laughs> Because episode 20. I really wish it was not there. I really wish we went somewhere else for dinner. Episode 20 presents the worst. In my opinion, the worst plot twist of all time at this point for at this point I, I I am still to see something worse but let's just say it's the worst of all time comes out there apparently Papa was the bad guy and not only the bad guy but also an alien a bodiless, conscious, centering, let's say, alien. Does it sound familiar? Much like the the guys from Gurenlaga? Does it sound familiar? I don't know. Anyways, the, the thing, the thing is, right? The thing is, uh. There's this whole plot twist when they uh, eventually they capture the Grand Crevice and all the children are moved to, to a new facility where they have this huge operation coming up. And for one reason or the other, the 
the Croxosaurs come begin to really sprout from the ground in really really big numbers and for some reason the some purple people start to fall from the sky and attack everyone and then comes out that actually uh, this purple guys invaded earth and, and Papa and one other guy from Ape were aliens all this time and their objective was to uh, absorb the consciousness of all the living beings in Earth. So they had to extract magma energy for so much time to uh, sprout out the Klaxosaurus because they already were in a ancient war for millennia. And oh boy, it's so bad. <laughs> but the thing is, right? Why? 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 At that point, we could you could just get here in that room and punch all the old guys and just just get out with zero two and all. But nah, 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 nah. They had to they had to turn to space because whatever. And, and I'll just get to it, right? So there's this whole thing they. Uh, meet the princes of the Klaxosaurus that, and they learn that actually Zero Two is the clone of the prin of the princes of the Klaxosaurus because Doctor Franks is apparently a lunatic. I don't know. And then we discovered that, and this is like uh, the final arc between the episode twenty and episode twenty four. That's the the end of the anime. We discovered that uh, all the nines are clones from Zero Two, but actually they are imperfect because they don't have the Klaxosaur blood that Zero Two has. And then we discovered that actually Zero Two was the only specimen to, uh, let's say, be the Klaxosaur in service of humanity. And uh, everything just gets just jumbled up because of that. And they try to get so much across with no explanation. At this point, I really think they just threw it in the air like, whatever, whatever. We we already captured most of the money. Most people are already going to buy the merchandise. We don't care anymore. That's just my feelings. But anyways. And, and then we get... Episode 20 is basically their fight, the first struggle about this, and the this alien race is called Verm for some reason. I don't know why. They don't explain, and at this point, I don't. I don't really care to search the wiki for it because that ending is so bad. I don't care for it. I really don't. And they, and then they kind of spell them from Earth. But the fighting space continues, and at this point, uh, Zero Two is is piloting this row. Uh, she's piloting her normal Franks, Estrelicia, inside another robot that is Estrelicia Apus. Remember someone? Hmm. I think I already saw that movie actually. And then we get this whole thing where she fights with Hero besides her. And they get the blessing from the the Klaxo 
princess. Uh, she helps them with her life, but anyways. And then we get episode 21, that's the when the kids really start to live without any adults anymore, because now, at this point, Papa be becomes the bad guy, nearly kills all the adults, because at this point, there are the, the real, let's say, baseline caretakers, that is Nana and Hachi, that they are like side characters for the most part, but at the end, they kind of show off as important for the plot characters because they were let's say repurposed uh, survival of piloting Franks at that point for the most part it's never really explained but that's the what the flashbacks tells us and so the kids have to learn how to plant things and, and at this point right so If you remember from episode 18, Mitsuru and Kokoro did the thing. They consumed the act. And the thing is, right? At the end of the wedding, if you can call it that, they had their memories altered. Slash removed. I, I said, I, I hate the ending of of episode 19 anyways the thing is the thing is they don't remember that they did it but at this point Kokoro is feeling the let's say the side effects of being pregnant and they don't know what being pregnant means and so it becomes this whole thing where uh, when it comes out to her that she's pregnant And the ways to treat it. Because they treat it as a, a goddamn disease. So what are the, the options? You get what I'm going with this, right? I don't know if I am even make sense anymore. But you, you get what I'm telling you. So it's really shocking. It's, oh, it's bad. It's so thin. And Mitsuru and Kokoro both... Uh, forgot that they did it. They forgot that they love each other. So Mitsuru has to go through this thing where he has to accept the fact that he did it and that he needs to take responsibility. And this whole thing, it's really, really messed up. It's really messed up. But at the same time, it's kind of good. It's kind of good writing. I hate to admit that, but it's kind of good writing makes you remember it's shocking but it's uh it's constructive in a way it is it shows the that we have hope in humanity to take responsibility to make things happen and that to me is is pretty good pretty good i hate it but it's pretty good so at this point she's feeling it and it comes out really messed up and also side note zero two for some reason stops talking and straight up just becomes a vegetable vegetable maybe for some reason and it takes the whole episode to to notice that but for some space magic she transferred her uh conscience 
into Estrelicia Apus. And then the end of the episode is basically then we need to go to space, find Zero Two and get her back. So we get uh, episode 22, they go to space, fight a lot of guys, yeah. Episode 23, fight more guys and show a bit of Earth, a bit of um, progress they have. Because apparently Magma Energy had such an uh, important role in the planet that most of the ground is infertile now. And it's really just a magical science fiction manga thing at this point, but anyone who understands plant biology understand that it's not how it works, right? Anyway, so episode 23 and 24 are basically the last uh, battle, final battle. Really well animated, really uh, just reassuring to the friendship canon, to the uh, power of love, power of the of the friends we made along the way. It's kind of a, I don't know, Dragon Ball Spirit Bomb thing. It's really nice. It's really nice, although it's kind of shooting. And for the later part of episode 24, they show the advancements with seven years in the future after... Uh, everyone returns except Hiro and Zero Two because they had to sacrifice themselves to save Earth and and expel Verm for for the time being. Let's say, and we see how everyone grew up. Uh, Fotoshi eventually found another girl. Ikono, for one reason or another, she. Uh, start researching how to prevent the accelerated um, aging from the children because apparently they had it for some reason we see Zorome and Miku as teachers for the new school we see that um, daughter of Mitsuru and, and Kokoro grew up and all and we see also that uh, Goro and Ichigo became a couple and had a kid and, and it's pretty cute stuff and everyone lived, lived uh, happily ever after and then the last um, let's say messages they, they pass is just uh, this motivational stuff never have something always go for the things you want and all and, uh, it's inspirational at best it's inspirational I think it's it's cute it's cute I, I don't I cannot forgive that plot twist that plot twist is so bad it's so bad and out of nowhere it's really really just what the hell so it's been like 1 hour 20 already <laughs> now that I talked about all the story what what do I think what are my final thoughts about the anime? Please watch it. Please watch it. The production value is way up there. This is one of the good examples of uh, studios getting together, famous studios, famous people getting together and making something happen really, really well in the animation industry. Eventually, I will talk about the example of, of uh, 
famous people getting together and not delivering anything really uh, but that's a story for another day uh, for Darning the Franks it's a really good anime it brings out a whole lot of themes that although not all relatable some can be really present so the worth of your life your purpose in life what you define as your purpose uh, love friendship Uh, discovered this whole array of challenges we have in life the for the most part all these things I think the world building is top class it's one of the best um, examples we have this whole uh, learning by environment this whole showing what the environment uh, teaches the people This whole thing about not learning intersex uh, relations. This whole living for only one purpose. Um, not question anyone. Not knowing the story of humanity. Changing story and all. It's, it's a whole complete package if you think about it. Although I still hate the plot twist. The anime is pretty good. I recommend it. Uh, music's awesome. Animation, awesome. Art, awesome. Uh, 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Strictly speaking, if I'm talking about my opinion, just because of the head, we got them plot twist. I would say it's a 5 out of 10, just because of the plot twist. Uh, if I just gloss over that, it's a 10 out of 10. In my book, at the very least. So, after this huge rant uh, for what feels like three more hours i don't know how much it will come out in the final cut but if you like what i do if you like the show please consider subscribing following depending on the platform you are i hope you stick around i'll see you next time bye